This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 12th of October. The European Commissioner has warned Elon Musk to clean up his act on Twitter slash X, Juzzy Boy. The social network has been spreading illegal content and disinformation since Saturday when terrorist group Hamas launched a surprise attack on Israel and the Commissioner wants an answer within 24 hours. Interesting. B-Man, over the month of September, we saw the financial well-being score of our members increase by 7% on average. Nice. It's called the money check-in and it's pretty much journaling but for money it's writing more <laughs> button pressing so download the flux app to check in and see how you track over time three strong stories today jazzy boy let's do it for our first Qantas's chairman of five years richard goida will step down at the end of 2024 after several recent controversies over at quanti major cleanup at the top of quanti so tell me what's happening here well Qantas is the national airline of australia mm-hmm. and is actually the third oldest airline in the world wow. but brett over the last few months, Qantas legacy has been somewhat tarnished. There was the selling of tickets for flights that were already cancelled. There was the sharp spike in airfares and then Qantas's mega profit. <laughs> as well as hoarding slots in Sydney and Canberra airports wow. to stop other airlines from using those slots. And B-Man, after all of this, CEO Alan Joyce stepped down in September but the chairman promised he wasn't going nowhere. It wasn't going anywhere until now. And now he'll step down from his role as Qantas's chair at, at their AGM in late 2024. Because when your investor relations arm isn't firing, it makes it a lot tougher for your business to fire. So what is the key learning here? Investor relations is the responsibility to manage the relationship between a company and its investors. And it's an essential part of being a publicly traded company. That includes the timely release of information to shareholders and also to the public. And a lot of the time, it also includes ensuring investors feel that the company's in the right hands and heading in the right direction. With Qantas, it's clear that the board has lost investor trust. And when investors lose trust and confidence, it becomes increasingly difficult for a company to raise capital. And it also puts downward pressure on the stock price. So Richard Goyd's hand was kind of forced despite him kicking and screaming. (laughs) For our second story, PepsiCo's quarterly earnings and revenue beat investor expectations because people just keep coming back Mm -hmm. despite price rises. Gotta tell you, B-Man, I cannot get enough of Pepsi Max. So tell me more. Well, PepsiCo is the company behind some pretty iconic food Mm -hmm. brands. I'm talking Pepsi to Gatorade to Doritos to Lay's, even Lipton. Very well known. And Brett, over the past couple of years, with the cost of raw materials increasing, Pepsi has increased its prices a lot. In fact, Jazzy Boy, we're actually talking double-digit price hikes for the past seven consecutive (laughs) quarters. But despite the price hikes, its customers keep slurping, they keep sipping, (laughs) and they keep crunching PepsiCo's goodies. Pepsi's net sales increased 6.7% to $23.5 billion. That was for last quarter alone. And its net income jumped 14% to over $3 billion. But here's what I find interesting, Jazzy Boy. Mm -hmm. Despite this profit, PepsiCo's volume of sales, it actually dropped. And this may suggest that its pricing may have hit the peak of what consumers are willing to pay. Big call from you, Pepsi Max man. Mm -hmm. So what is the key learning here? Price elasticity measures how the demand of a product can change as a company makes increases in its price. And Jazzy Boy, this elasticity changes depending on the product Mm -hmm. and or the brand and or even substitutes for the product. For example, Wee Man, if a customer moves away from Pepsi Max, is someone switching from Pepsi Max to another product like Coke Zero. Or are they just out of the no sugar caffeine game altogether? (laughs) It's crucial for companies like PepsiCo to really understand this because as they increase their prices, they run a bit of a risk of reducing the demand for their products. And in PepsiCo's case, their volumes have already dropped as the price increased. Uh Uh-huh. But I thought this was juicy, Jazzy Boy. When it comes to their profitability, the increase in prices Mm -hmm. has actually offset the drop in volume of sales. So they may just be willing to cop it. For our third and final story, Apple Pay and Google Wallet could soon face additional regulation
regulation by the Reserve Bank of Australia. This has been a very touchy issue for the tech giants and the big four banks. So tell us what's going on here, B-Man. Well, Juzzy Boy, with Apple Pay and Google Wallet, mobile payments have become the absolute norm, Mm -hmm. especially amongst the young'uns. In fact, B-Man, 35% of total card transactions in the June quarter Mm. were tap and go payments just this year. But Brett, now with the rise of digital wallets, the government have made moves to give the Reserve Bank of Australia power to regulate payment services. Now, what sort of moves are we talking about, expert? We're talking powers to treat these services, as well as buy now, pay later platforms, similar to how they treat credit cards. And the RBA reckons they'll be able to promote competition and amp up innovation in the financial services space. So what is the key learning here? If you own the ecosystem, you own the customer, and most importantly, the monetization of that customer. With Apple and Google owning their operating systems, they're able to wedge themselves between their customer and wherever there is money to be made. First, they did a little bit of wedgie wedge (laughs) between the consumer and the app developer. Apple and Google take up to 30% of each and every subscription or sometimes purchases made in app. And later, they position themselves as an intermediary in the mobile payments landscape. And B-Man, clearly it has worked. Yeah, as of December last year, Apple generated $112 million in revenue from Australians just tapping and going, and that's for every year. So these potential new powers given to the RBA could help them actually regulate this industry as well as the pricing and some of the data too. B-Man, you know what I love about our money checking every month? Tell me more. It makes me reflect and think about how I feel about my money. It's a place in the Flux app where you can actually take a step back and think about, am I feeling stressed about money? Am I feeling calm? And it tracks it over time. If you're keen to check out your financial wellbeing score, download the Flux app and head to the money check-in. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.